Hello all and welcome to a special edition of the Hillcrest Duo. I am Brad Risto at Outsider Brad. I am joined by Metal John. At Metal John Radio. Both of those are on Twitter, obviously, as I did not say on Twitter, but it's a little self-evident. You are listening to the Hillcrest Duo, and today we're going to do something a little different. We've done this in the past. We're doing it again. We're going to do a bit of a career retrospective in honor of a man that has a movie being released this weekend. By the way, today is Saturday, January 21st, 2017. A movie that's being uh, released this weekend. It was released yesterday. We're going to talk about Michael Keaton because he had his film, The Founder, the story about Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, at least as a national brand, was released yesterday. So we're going to talk a bit about Michael Keaton's career. And, of course, Michael Keaton is a favorite of yours, Metal. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of an appreciation episode. We did this before for, for Mr. Tom Hanks when Sully came out. So mm-hmm. that uh, episode is uh, in the archives of the Hillcrest duo. And we decided that uh, Michael Keaton deserves his own appreciation episode. So we're going to dedicate this episode to him, talk about his new movie that just opened this week, The Founder, where he plays uh, McDonald's uh, founder Ray Kroc. And uh, I saw it over the weekend. I'll give you a quick uh, spoiler-free review um, uh, even that, though there's really nothing to spoil. I mean, no, I mean, McDonald's. Um, it's the it's founding just, McDonald's. It's a good movie because I I feel like it teaches you something you didn't know about how the franchise got started, how the brothers in uh, San Bernardino uh, mm-hmm. had started this concept of fast food. They invented the Mr. idea. Mr. Speedy. And, and Ray Kroc basically observed it. Wanted to buy into it and franchise it, and ended up taking it over and turning it into what it is now. Uh, you don't have to um, be um, polite. He didn't take it over. He pretty much outright stole that thing from them. He stole it. He stole the name. He paid them each a million dollars for the name, promised them royalties, and never delivered the royalties. He was a bit of a joint yeah. in that regard. But And yes. I thought they actually did a really good job at – not being too um, too one-sided. Like, they could have – they did portray Ray as being a very cocky, you know, self-fulfilling, arrogant person. But at the same time, they also showed you a little bit about the McDonald's brothers and how they were because they weren't in it for the money. No. They did They were just in it to – this was like a passion for them to have a fast food restaurant, to be better than everybody else, be faster than everybody else, be different from everybody else. And this corporate guy said, "Hey, let me let me do this." No, this guy. Yep. And they said, and they gave him a lot of pushback on a lot yeah. of his ideas. And finally, he said, "Well, screw it. You're not going to let me do what I want to do. So I'm just going to steal this from you." Yes, because I and that's basically how it played out. Because I've seen a bunch of those guys. Of, they weren't in it to be billionaires. No. They were just in it to run a local small business and have some make some money and make some money to live. Because I remember seeing some specials. Because there have been numerous numerous specials about the founding of McDonald's and how it happened. I'm sure they touch on uh, the way he found out about it was as a milkshake uh, maker, um, machine salesman. They buy six of them. He's like, really? I got to go see this. And, of course, I wonder if they ever touched on his personal alternative for people who can't eat meat on Fridays. Uh, They did not touch on that. Okay. I want to give you a quick story on that because it's hilarious. There was a guy in Cincinnati who wanted to go with what we all know, the filet fish the filet fish sandwich that everyone gets during Lent, at least all the Catholics and pretty much everyone. Ray had a different idea, though. Instead of going with the obvious choice of a fish sandwich, he wanted the hula burger, 
which was basically a fried piece of pineapple with cheese. Hmm, that that was, actually sounds kind of good. It sounds kind of good. It just obviously didn't catch on as well as a simple fish sandwich. What about sandwich. just a grilled cheese sandwich? That, that would be awesome. That would have worked. Too. That's what they should do. That, by the way, one small thing, two new versions of the Big Macs are coming out. Oh, they're already out. Oh, the Mac so, Deluxe and the Mini brings Mac. Me, brings me to my next point. Words of advice. If you're going to see this movie, you will want McDonald's. <laughs> I bet. As soon as this movie was over, me and my buddy went right to the closest McDonald's, and I ordered two double cheeseburgers, fries. I had to get the orange high C. And the reason why I got the orange high C, I haven't had the orange high C in a long time, but in the movie, like in the McDonald's yeah. restaurant, they got like the big glass jar, the orange drink, and I'm just watching it like, like sit there and like spin, and I'm just like, oh my god, I want that right now. And you destroyed those quarter pounders, oh, didn't you? No, just... double double cheeseburgers. Oh, you did, you we, destroyed them, didn't you? But just we saw. <laughs> Dude, I, gone. Oh my. Oh, so I actually posted a photo of my food at McDonald's on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> and I hashtagged the, the founder, and I, uh, they think they they, uh, they liked my uh, they liked my tweet. Anyways, I, I got I got liked by Popeyes yesterday because that's my fast food jam. Nice, but oh, so good. But yeah, they were they had the advertisement for the uh, the new Big Macs. They got like a Junior Big Mac, which yes. is like the small cheap one. Then they got like I think it's called like the Mega Big Mac or the whatever. Max Supreme. The Max. There you go. I mean, it should go to McDonald's again today now that I'm talking about it. But anyways, <laughs> Michael Keaton, fantastic in this movie. Movie's really good. Worth seeing. Again, words of advice, get some McDonald's. If you have a way to bring McDonald's into the movie theater, do that. If not, maybe get some McDonald's before the movie because if you don't, you're definitely going after the movie. Because I, I, I don't care how hungry, how full you are, how much popcorn you eat, how much nachos you eat. You will want a cheeseburger after watching that movie. Okay, I promise that, you that. Okay, but now let's get into a bit of his retrospective as you look a bit over his career. I have a question for you. Do you know what his first credited television and movie role was? Uh, first credited TV, uh, if I remember here on my notes, is it uh, 1974 or 75? I have 75. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. He a was one of the flying Zuki. Zuniki brothers. I have a role as volunteer, but regardless, who didn't watch Mr. Rogers as a kid? Well, I'm sure a lot of our, I'm hoping a lot of our younger viewers didn't because Fred Rogers was probably dead, but I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and his fantastic um, drug trip land. Yep. So he was on, uh, he was on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He also did public TV in Pittsburgh, so he, he got to start in public access television, Mr. Rogers, where he worked as a volunteer, then he kind of slowly worked his way up from there. Did you know his real name, though, is Michael John Douglas, and he decided to change or decided to use a stage name to satisfy SAG rules. And there was already an actor, Michael Douglas. Really? I, I, I've and, never heard of this Michael Douglas. And uh, there was also a daytime host called Mike Douglas with the same, you know, so obviously he had two right. people with basically the same name as him. So he decided to use the stage name of Michael Keaton, and there's a lot of rumors out there on why he chose Michael Keaton as opposed to... Uh, you know, another name. Right. But, uh, I just I, love the ideas when you have these people um, uh, having to take sta- stage names because... Well, we not, work in radio, so but, a lot of people use radio names. Yes, but I love the idea that sometimes these people have to take stage names because you can't have two people with the same name. And I just love the idea of how they... Because you're Metal John, but I just love... That was a nickname given to me when I was an intern, so I yes. just stuck with it. But I just love the idea of these people coming up with last names because you're not like... John Keaton or whatever. You're just Metal John. Just 
the abstract idea idea of having to come up with a last name for yourself, what you would rename yourself if you could. Yeah. Well, your name on our radio show is just Brad. Yes. I am Brad Risto, by the way. That's my that's my real <laughs> Brad. name. Brad. Yes. If I ever had Shut to... up, Brad. <laughs> if I ever had to think of a last name, I'd be Brad Gates. Brad Gates. Hmm. Yes, because my father is Bill Gates. Now give me money. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't know what I would do a, for, for... Put myself into a rich family. I, that's the only way I'm going to make that much money. I would... Man, I would love to use John Wayne, but that's a that, cowboy. And I, believe and I would only use the Wayne connection for Bruce Wayne. Yes. But speaking of Bruce Wayne... And I believe John Wayne is taken. Yes. Uh, speaking of Bruce Wayne, our buddy Michael Keaton, the guy who we're featuring on today's podcast, he played Batman and he played Bruce Wayne, 1989 and 1992. Yep. Did you know he was going to be in the third Batman film, but when Tim Burton dropped out... He dropped. He dropped out. He also reportedly was dissatisfied with the screenplay approved by Joel Schumacher, as well as most of the fans. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> so were most of the fans. He wasn't alone in that regard. However, though, I go back and I rewatch Batman Forever, and it's outside of Jim Carrey basically being a Joker in a green outfit. Yeah. Outside of that, I actually I don't mind the movie. It's a little cartoony, a little flashy. I thought Tommy Lee Jones was a pretty cool uh, Harvey Dent Two-Face. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cheesy. Um, not as cheesy as Batman and Robin. Yeah, but I still say um, up until Bruce Wayne, George Clooney was the best Bruce Wayne. Not the best Batman, but best Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but, but uh, that, I mean, you got to say, I mean, here's another thing to think about is before Batman, um, Michael Keaton worked with. Tim Burton yes. on Beetlejuice in 1988. Which, which is uh, everyone's favorite cult classic movie. Yeah, and probably majority of the people out there are going to say that's his favorite role ever. Well, people have right? always said, I mean, people keep waiting for Beetlejuice too. Yeah, I've got some news on that that I'll share with you in a second. But, but the first I, movie I, I, I just, I wanted to ask you though real quick, uh, speaking of Beetlejuice and Batman and the connection with Tim Burton, if Michael Keaton never does Beetlejuice... He probably never does Batman. That's true. Well, you have to think about it. And he probably never becomes the actor that he is now because he did do some movies in the early 80s. We'll talk about those. But Beetlejuice and Batman really kind of yeah. made him a, a, a household name. Well, I'm going to say one other one uh, may have, um, uh, is probably what got him uh, noticed for Beetlejuice, but we'll get to that later. You're, you're exactly right. Without um, uh, knowing Tim Burton, he would not be Batman. I mean, who knows? It could have been Johnny Depp. Because uh, you have to remember hands, Batman. <laughs> because you have to remember the other the other person that um uh, Tim Burton worked with extensively and still does to some regard is Johnny Depp. Why do you think Michael Keaton really doesn't work with Tim Burton? Maybe they had a falling out. I don't know. Michael's like, I'm too good for you. I'm too good for you. I'm. No, I don't need you to love Johnny Depp more than me. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. He just probably likes Johnny he's, Depp more. He's jelly. He's jelly of Depp. Hey, jelly of the Depp. Uh, but yeah, he did some early movies in the '80s too. Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom, was Mr. that your Mom, favorite? No, Johnny Dangerously actually. <laughs> Johnny Dangerously. Oh yeah. I thought it. I mean, it's this stupid madcap adventure, but I just love the idea of everything about it. It's not very well executed, but it's such a fun idea. Well, outside of and that's the one I was thinking of that made. It I mean, because he more. did some comedies. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I I mean, you'd still consider Beetlejuice a comedy. Oh good, uh, I, I consider that a great comedy. Yeah. Um, I also like multiplicity a lot. 
Yeah, I know. You told me you got, uh, got him to sign your um, uh, DVD copy. I did not. I never I, met Michael Keaton. I thought you did. No. Never wait, met Michael Oh, wait. Keaton. No, that was your right plan. Yeah, if I got the chance to meet him, I probably – no, I'd probably get him to sign my Batman VHS. I got my 89 VHS that I bought in 1990 when it came out. I still have he my VHS. He still has with his VHS. With the Coca-Cola commercial, with the Warner Brothers store commercial. Those all those things you can't get anymore except on you well YouTube. But. Yep. Well, the Coke, the Diet Coke commercial is still one of my favorites to watch on YouTube with Alfred <laughs> calling the general store and sending Batman to pick up Diet Coke. Um, speaking of Beetlejuice, uh, and just real quick on that sequel, uh, while Michael Keaton's doing press for the founder, uh, Entertainment Weekly asked him about Beetlejuice too, and basically his reply was, "quote I don't know," and I'm not being coy. <laughs> uh, this just seems to be. A rumor, there's a script, but there's no production schedule. There's nothing. It seems like people are interested in doing it. They want to do it, but it's just not happening. And I don't know if it ever will happen. I, I feel like it has to happen because fans want it. And oh, yeah. They only want it if Keaton's involved, if Winona Ryder's involved. And honestly, I would love it if Tim Burton was still involved. I, I completely agree. I mean, th- I mean, if Tim Burton's always... not involved, that's okay. But I would prefer him to be involved. There's always the fear that they're going to go and do it, just complete reboot as everyone is trying to uh, do. I mean, don't. Did you hear the what could be horrible news that um there might be a reboot of um a white man can't jump, which I rewatched this week. I love that movie. I don't think I've ever watched. A white man can't jump is awesome. You have to see it. Um, another some other uh, good roles of Michael Keaton, uh, Jackie Brown in 1997, the Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. which uh, Tarantino t- tends to constantly work with the same actors. Uh, there's another case where he hasn't worked with Keaton since, and he's made a few movies. Um, I would like to see a Tarantino Michael Keaton reunion, even if it's a small role again. Right. Um, but uh, I, I, I like Jack. A lot of people don't really like Jackie Brown. It's not everyone's favorite. I mean, he had a couple big roles between, well, multiplicity and until he became basically the villain of a Disney movie. In yeah, Cars. I was going to say, from like 97 to 2014, if you look at, at what he's done, he really hasn't had like big roles. I mean, he did some voiceover work in Toy Story. And Cars, don't forget and ca- Cars. Oh, yeah, he cars. was Chick Hicks. Come on. Kachiga. <laughs> Kachiga. Yeah, and... Um, I would say, like, he really didn't make a comeback until 2014 when he did the RoboCop remake. Exactly. And then and then from there, it's been Oscar nominations. He got Birdman, great role, Oscar. great movie, got an Oscar, Oscar nomination. Nam. And then Spotlight, fantastic film, fantastic. which won Best Picture. Which won Best Picture. He wasn't nominated, but he was in an Oscar winner. And obviously, the founder is I, – I thought it was one of those ones that they, like I said, were trying to get into the – that had a limited release at the end of the year that would be up for this year, but I guess it'll be next year. And he still but like it's, it. It's definitely the best movie of 2017. It's right the best now. movie of 2017, <laughs> according to the Hillcrest duo. And of course, he has a huge, huge role, probably even bigger than the founder coming out next or later this year when he's in Spider-Man: Homecoming as Arian Toomes slash the Vulture. Oh, and and you know when you look at that preview for the Vulture or for Spider-Man: Homecoming, I love I love his quote. The only quote he really has in the preview, don't mess with me because I will kill you and everyone you care about. Yes, he just comes off as an enormous badass in that. Someone not to be messed with. He might just be a street-level thug, but that's the kind of villain Spider-Man takes on. And I really hope he's 
I really hope he's not all talk. I really want to see that evil. Just that... want to see him take people down. Yeah. I want to. I mean, if he could do something on the same level as William Defoe's Goblin. Like, yes. I, I, I mean, want to see him on that level or better. We've always said it. Bad guys are what make a good superhero movie. The better Absolutely. the bad guy, the better the movie. That's why um, uh, The Dark Knight is such a good Batman movie, because of Heath Ledger's performance. Yeah, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that Beetlejuice 2 still has. I have no idea what that would be about, though, because the first Beetlejuice was just such an abstract film where you have to pretty much admit that halfway through that Beetlejuice is the bad guy. Yeah, well, that's a... Uh, just a comedic a, bad guy, even uh, more so than What's-His-Face, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, well, it's definitely nice to see his career get. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say his career get rebooted, but in a way, it sort of has. It's been a you reboot. He's I think got... it's safe to say that, you know, getting back in front of the camera at, at RoboCop and and you know, and then going from that to Birdman. I mean, Birdman. Birdman is really the one. Is the one that really got him more roles. Yes. But putting him back in front of the camera and RoboCop was cool. And then obviously, like you said, he's gonna be playing the Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming, which could lead to more roles. Um, involved in that franchise, which I hope so, unless they kill him off. Well, that is one of the things you have to worry about with a villain is the fact that they get beaten. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. And obviously, Michael Keaton, we love you. Oh, Michael Keaton, you but, are yeah, So just... you're going to say Beetlejuice is your favorite role. I can't, I can't I gotta go, go against Beetle. Batman. I, I have to go Beetlejuice because it's, oh. it's just such a fun movie. And to be quite honest, I also did watch the cartoon when I was a kid. Okay. Remember, yeah, the stu- remember the stupid little I, cartoon? I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you because I think 99% of the world's population would agree that Beetlejuice is his best role ever. I'm still, you know, Batman's in my blood. Well, Batman. it's just the way he fights in Batman because he can't move his neck. <laughs> he just kind of skulks around without any kind of mobility due to. Due to trying to make the costume look cool rather than the fight scenes look cool. You don't get the cool fight scenes like you got in Batman versus Superman where he went in and take out just a bunch of thugs. You gotta go and rewatch Multiplicity though. He's so funny in that. Playing like the three different dogs. Oh god, goodness gracious. Including the, the copy of the copy dog, the one who's like, I like pizza. I like pizza. I got a wallet. He keeps calling him Steve. His name's Doug. He's like, hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Michael Keaton has a prolific had a prolific career. He's in a nice little groove right now. Let's hope it continues. The founder, well, about the story about Ray Crockett was released yesterday on the 20th. It's in theaters right now. You can go see it. It uh, has Metal John's seal of approval. Get yourself some McDonald's. Get yourself some McDonald's. It's the best movie of 2017 so far. Go see it. Um, And before we wrap up, just want to give a quick uh, rest in peace to Miguel uh, Ferrer, who oh, yeah. passed away at age of 61 earlier this week. He's Bob Norton for RoboCop. RoboCop, obviously, our theme for the Hillcrest duo. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Bob Norton in RoboCop, RoboCop wouldn't exist. No. He was the brainchild that created he RoboCop in the movie. He was the brains the behind it. He made a lot of money. He had hookers. Remember his death in RoboCop? Yeah. He had, like, the hookers over. He's doing coke off of them. And then... <laughs> And then Clarence, yeah, Clarence showed up. Remember yes. Red from that, uh, that 70s show? He showed up. He's like, bitches leave. B- one of the best lines ever. Oh, yeah, bitches leave. <laughs> and then he dropped that grenade and blows up Bob Norton. Well, Miguel Ferreira, rest in peace. We still love you. RoboCop, one of the best 80s movies ever. 
Thank you for listening to the Hillcrest Duo. For our retrospective on uh, Michael Keaton, we're going to be back next week with a regular episode because uh, premieres start this week. Gotham just started. Gotham started, and every other show premieres this week. You have been listening to the Hillcrest Duo. See you all next week.